Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Ghana Paradox podcast. You guys were talking about the COVID situation, Ghana, the tanking economy. It's not really a tanking economy, but all things Ghana. So before... Mm, you know what? He said it's tanking, bro. You know what, Ghana, so it might be tanking at the moment, but you know what, we keep their hope and we know and we hope that the government has a strategy an appropriate strategy on how to counteract the decline and uh, yeah the decline that we're seeing at the moment and Mm. I want to believe that but of course I might sound very (laughs) very hopeful let's leave Mm. it at that very hopeful Mm. but yeah here we are so there you go um, like we said, so as we are, we are here back again for another episode of the GPP, the Ghana Paradox podcast. And uh, there's one thing, however, Charlene, that kind of left me a bit, it kind of let me be surprised because, of course, I've been working on this project, um, which is the World Ocean Day. And unfortunately, mm. it's, not been, it's not been celebrated in Ghana, where I'm thinking that the world, more and more, the world is increasingly moving towards a, an ocean, a blue economy, an ocean economy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, pardon? <laughs> we are moving, we're not moving from green, but the blue economy is what we are really looking at. Oh, you green people. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, those green people, those... Please, if Peter is listening to us, it's okay. Sometimes you need to cheer some of you. But uh, having said that, I mean, I am surprised. So please correct me if I'm wrong, because the two of you know Ghana more than I do. Is it me, uh, perhaps Ghana doesn't seem to be giving much focus on the blue economy, especially since we are a country nearby the ocean so yeah i mean please do correct me if i'm wrong but it seems to me that whereas other countries seems to be more in tune and seem to be more focused on actually developing the aspect from fishing uh shipbuilding seafarers ghana seems not to focus on maritime at all or even in terms of weaponry i don't know please do correct me if i'm wrong same with I mean, what, what color uh, what color of economy do you think ghana actually focuses on like <laughs> honestly no on, like um, unfortunately like it, it doesn't surprise me that we as a country we don't mark world oceans day we don't um have a significant blue economy we don't have uh we don't mark recycling or eco-friendly or environmental things we don't have a significant green economy we don't really keep our resources in the hands of Africans so we don't really have a black economy so like which economy is it that you're thinking we're gonna have like honestly I don't think that like I'll be very short with it I actually don't think that um there has been an agenda um for 
for sustainability in Ghana at all. Um, and it definitely hasn't been led by a collaboration between the Ministry of Finance or the Ministry of Trade and then the ministries under sustainability or forestries like that. That just hasn't happened. So, um, no, they like I don't think they did anything major for it. I know that for the fishermen, because, you know, elections will come and also election promises have been made. They have done things like, you know, erecting refrigerators for their fish or like places to store their fish when they when they catch it. Um, but Ghana loses them a lot of their fish to Chinese trawlers like that. That just happens. Um, we know that Ghanaians are fronting some of these companies for Chinese people, and we know that they're doing that and we're letting them do that. Um, so I don't know what to say. Like we haven't really developed ourselves to care. I don't know. I mean, what kind, what color of economy are we? That's a good question that I'd like to pose. I'd like to pose to Nigel as well, because really and truly, I mean, the I don't same, know, you tell me. The same color as the US flag. <laughs> Red, white, and blue. <laughs> And add the Chinese for that too. Okay, you know that they actually have some colors. For how mixed they might be, they do have some colors. So, what kind no, of colors? It's, it's just like Charlene said, we don't, we don't really <laughs> care about those type of things. Why? We live next to the ocean. I mean, you know. The ocean um, isn't there. Remy? We just exactly. happen to be there. Why? Our name will probably say, God for us. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't figured it out. We're just there. After what? Four hundred years. Well, we have. Well, um, well, well we, we, we haven't been there for four hundred years. Okay, let's. Okay, let's say that since nineteen fifty-seven. So you're telling me that after all these years, we still haven't figured out what an asset we are. We have the ocean. We have the maritime industry from ports, from seafarers, from shipbuilding, from uh, weaponry. I mean. I don't know. Am I? Well, mm. What do you want to see? I would like to see making some profit through utilizing the maritime industry. Well, okay, if so we one, I don't know. So they've got the project, the uh, mm. marine drive project. Fantastic for that. That's taking place, which is actually yeah, it's really it's actually quite a beautiful so project. I struggle with that one, you know, honestly. You don't you don't I, like it. I, well, I like the, the videos. videos look nice, especially when you get the, the six pillars at the end and then they have the lights that shoot up to represent the big six. I'm like, if they do that bit, I'm okay. Um yeah, yeah. but I feel like it's gonna turn into some promenade of crap <laughs> is the best way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's not it's, it's not a government. Project, it is partly they've got equity. Yeah. They've got equity in it, but their equity is more to do with the land. As yeah, opposed the, to yeah, basically the government purchased slash seized the land from the traditional chiefs, and then um, that's basically what they're contributing to the situation, and then it's going to be everyone else involved. Um, but mm. hmm. well, anyway, no, I, but continue. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, for me, I guess <laughs> this is probably yeah, where I'm optimistic. <laughs> I'm because I'm. Just, I, I hope that it's going to happen because it helps um, beautify that area um, in Accra I mean, as well, and the coastline as well. The redevelopment of the um, mm -hmm. Independent Square. 
and a new um, theatre theater hub as well will be there. It, it does look like it would be a beautiful... You forgot one you, part. What's that? Casinos. casinos. Thank you. I, really, I mean, call me a prude. We have, I mean, we I have casinos. Like, I don't like casinos. There's but, something very... But people do. And we, you matter. do know we have casinos there already. I know we do. But, but do you good, know what? This actually, goes, this actually goes to the point that I'm, I want to make about the blue economy and the green economy and the black economy and all that. Yeah? We, yeah. we have casinos right now. And one of the big headlines of this whole mm. marine dry project was, we're going to have hotels and casinos. Why? Because... Um, uh, the Chinese are going to come in town and they like it, right? Um, in Singapore, for yep. instance, you have to show your passport before you get to go into a casino. And I think for a Singaporean, there's actually a cap on how much you can spend, right? Whereas <clears throat> in some yep. of the places, I think even you, if you're a local, you just can't even go. Like, they just block you straight up, right? Um, when we're building this thing, but we're not talking about what that means for the local people right we're not talking about whether we intend for them to be able yeah. to access these things and whether that's their right to do so or whether we intend to restrict them because we don't want to burden our people with the ills of gambling that we're happy for other people to come and gamble in our country but not our people right those are the conversations that other countries are having we're not having those conversations we're just saying oh we're going to build some casinos we're building the um the theater right the opera theater or whatever they want to call it we have a national theatre that doesn't get used. We have a national theatre that that costs too much to run and too much to hire, right? Building another theatre on top of that, when we don't even have a real conversation about our interaction with the arts. About the arts yeah. like it, for what reason? For what reason do we say, oh, we we're now going to have two theatres within walking distance of each other, but none of them are going to get used? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Charlene, I... No, I agree. I agree with you. Like, it's... to me... No, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say, to, uh, for example, we said, I think I said at some point, from, uh, even from my company, one of the things that really got me is that one of the few cities that are really good when it comes to redefining landscape mm -hmm. is being Barcelona. So after the Olympics... Barcelona was able to literally utilize all the landscape and making it a more quote unquote a more mm. equal cities but literally having it for both tourists mm. and for both locals. However, for how much I loved the uh, London Olympics 2012, and I know that some of us mm. have worked on it, and some of us were project managers, <laughs> cough, cough, cough. Um, yeah, you know, you know who they are. I mean, the business for business for oh, they didn't make some money, you know. <laughs> But having, <laughs> they're all standing here, you know. <laughs> and you but having said that, I think that London, for example, similarly to Atlanta mm. or Athens, they've not used these events to make the most out of the city because I mean let's face it, after the Olympics, East London became super mm. glamorous and gentrified and most of the people that have been resident forever, they've had, they've had mm. to get out of there. Whereas and then all this which does nothing wrong, but all these foreigners have come in. So I don't ever want to see Ghana coming off, yes, Marine Drive, fantastic, lots of hotels, but what happened to my locals? Mm. What happened to, and I don't want to gamble in as, as the thing that they do, the exactly. Product of yeah. this development. I think that's, yeah. I don't know, I think that's, they should have conversation. Of they, they, we should, I mean, these are the things we should be discussing. Um, but 
we're not yet we, we are just coming up with big projects and just letting the government do what they want and that's fine and i mean the, the marine project is it is an example of i guess trying to utilize the marine economy because once that that's all up i can imagine water sports and things pro probably become a big deal along that promenade that that's very possible mm. um and it would be nice to see people parasailing or something um but i don't <laughs> know i don't know yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm in two minds. I think that business people are the one yeah. more to stand to profit and understand why some of these business people no, just got, are he's so got shares in, in, in the or something. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I mean, clearly. <laughs> Whereas, as the intellectuals, <laughs> just complaining. Just here, <laughs> no, I think, I think you're both right in that sense that we need to look at the wider issues of these projects. But the reality of it is is you're gonna have some of these vanity mm. projects with all governments. Mm. It's gonna happen. Mm. I'd rather I'd rather this project mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. a cathedral. Mm -hmm. that? Because there will be some form of a benefit, whether, whether it's from whether it's from mm -hmm. a tourism perspective, um, there will be some benefit that will derive from it. How you then go about regulating um, the casinos, for example, that's an issue that has to be discussed and as it's been discussed here right now, we can also take it up um, mm. to the wider authorities, you understand? Because maybe they haven't discussed it. So that's what we're here for. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not against it. Like I said, I prefer yeah. it to other projects. And that part of town in general does need to be um, worked on. You know, Accra in itself mm. is a mixture of old and new in that sense. And we do need to modernise the city as well as obviously modernising the rest of the country. But we mm. do need to modernise the city. And if this goes a way to doing that, then I'm for it. Will it see the light of day? Well, we'll yeah. see. You know, I have I have been there, um, yeah. like we all have in the past, let's say, five, six months or so. There yeah. is work that has started. Um, whether it gets finished, we'll see. But like I said, I, I just think that it's something that will help develop our coastline from a, yeah. a beauty I perspective. Because that that particular yeah. that particular road, mm. that Labardi road yeah. as well, when you go all the way down there, it's a waste. That's true. It's an absolute waste yeah. with what's actually available. Let's do something with it. I would I would have loved to say, okay, why don't all of us put money together and buy up the land and do something with it? I'm happy mm. to let, let's let's do it, you know. But it's if we can't do it, someone else is going to, and that, that's yeah. that's the crux that's of true. it at the end of the day. So, I ask you a question then. You talked about remodernizing the country the, the city which i strongly believe but then my question is when you look at the likes of japan when you look at the likes of countries such as italy what does modernization mean because i think some of this country have been able to some of this country have been able to encapsulate both old and young old and modern actually better without losing the essence of the city. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, first of all, I've been to Ghana a few times. So still, I wouldn't say if you ask what's the sense of the city, but what's the soul of the city? Personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you. So you, you too might be able to. But then at the same time, I wouldn't want for Accra to lose what Accra represents or Accra is. And by the same token, it's also important to, yeah, to have it modernised. So, uh, long and short, what does modernisation mean to you, then? 
So for me, it's infrastructure-wise, um, connectivity, um, beautifying the area in itself as well, at, at least having roads, roads everywhere, <laughs> paved roads, and places for people to walk, open spaces. Um, I'm not saying Accra needs to look like anywhere, like New York, for example, or London. Accra is a completely different city, and you have to keep um, the culture that we have there the, the varieties of culture because let's let's also remember that Accra is essentially for mm. the Gar people mm-hmm. right in a sense of the land mm-hmm. it's 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 Gar land right we shouldn't erase mm-hmm. their culture from there at all we should also infuse um the culture of Ghana within Accra too when it comes to how buildings should look like that's something for architects to mm. to work out right. but I don't want to see I don't want to see, for example, the Shard in, in Accra. That's not us, you know? But that's why you have to be using local um, local architects, people that also have worked on international projects mm. as well, put them together in order to come up with our own designs. And we do have them. We do have them, but we probably yeah. aren't giving them a chance. Sure. What I tend to find in Ghana is you either have extreme westernised designs or the old school, ugly Colonial efficient designs that architecture. Colonial efficient, yeah, exactly. That is that's a brilliant one, and that's (laughs) there's no in between, there's no in between at all. So, you know, I think there's a way to find a balance with this without losing who you are. But also remember, in any big city, anyway, um, there is, you know, cities are cosmopolitan. Do you know what I'm saying? you will always have. You will never really get the true essence of who the people are um, through mm. the cities. In that sense, I've always said to really know about Ghana. In a sense, mm. you need to travel around because Accra is just a bit of a weird place. In that sense, um, you really need to go around to really experience the mm. true Ghana. In my opinion, um, Accra is a Westernized society in that sense, and then you also have local elements as well um, dotted around. But that that would be my perspective on it, that there's a way to find a mix and match. But a crime itself does to me need to be modernised from a, especially from a transport perspective. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Please. I don't know. I don't know how possible it is because <sighs> Accra, essentially, I wouldn't say it can't be saved, but yeah. it's near enough because the amount of work government would have to do um in order mm. to reclaim land and whatnot it's it'd be extremely difficult and there are some difficult people you'd have to deal with in order to yeah get that land and do the planning and everything it's, it's difficult i'm i'm of the mindset we need a we need a we need yeah. another city we do need another Wait, city like a satellite city like milton Keynes that was literally built to be a satellite city to if if if, if you want to say that yeah you, you do need them i mean any Accra wasn't built to take the number of yeah. people that it has now, right? And there's been no planning for it whatsoever. And the more people that come into Accra, the more problematic mm. it's going to be. Mm. Start fresh. Start fresh. There's no harm in doing that. Put a plan in place for that. Um, and go nearer towards the centre mm. of the country so that economic development can spread mm. a 360 as opposed to where it's where it's in Accra, everyone's yeah. coming down south. You understand? And yeah. you can't get any further. 
it's very difficult for the um, activity to be spread wider than that. So when it comes to the development of a crime, in a sense, I think there's only so much that you can do. You really need to think a lot bigger than that and decide on, do you know what? Let's look at this area in the country. Let's develop that and build an actual city. That makes sense because a, a crime kind of doesn't it make sense. It doesn't make sense. I, I mean, that Where would it be? Give me two minutes and I'll have a look. It's full sense, but to yeah. be honest. I know it does make sense and I think uh, I don't know I think that somebody who's discovering more and more Ghana will make sense because please do forgive me if I'm wrong actually no actually I don't think I'm wrong because I'm coming from a more Muzunga perspective I'm always thinking that no I'm joking I would never have a <laughs> perspective I'm a Ghanaian <laughs> I think that usually what I'm also I've seen is that most of most of these cities are literally built according you you have your downtown you have your uptown whether America is what I call it but then sometimes I'm very confusing after I'm thinking where is I mean I kind of know where the center is so I think Osu is like the center but then like when you go to a city in Mostly in Europe, or Eastern Europe. Like, it's the city centre, and then Achimota, <laughs> the downtown, and is East Lagoon, uptown, and then you have, I don't know, which other, Tantra Hills, is it? Upskirt, like your Radlett, if you live in the, if you live in North London. The fact that you're unable to identify should tell you it doesn't exist. Fair enough, it makes sense, but then, wouldn't it be easier? Because, for example, I'm saying that something that frustrates me a lot is, uh, I think, is the buses. I mean, we call it buses, mm-hmm. but the trotter. I think they should be modernized. They should be formalized. They should be banned. <laughs> I'm happy me and Nigel like on the same page on that one. Wait, you guys are saying banned. <laughs> Just get rid of them. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not part of the culture and the experience. No. No, no, we've we've huh. we've got used to yeah. them being there. Fair enough. They're not. They're hazardous. Exactly. They're a danger. They shouldn't be there. I mean, I've never been on one. You, uh, trust me, I've been on many, and I'll, I'll tell you, as uh, we don't need them, we don't need them. As someone who I regularly take to when I get back to Ghana all the time, I'm telling you now, we don't need them. Really? It's not necessary. I, because to me, it I mean, what doesn't make sense to me is the fact that. Usually you are one line that would take you from Nima to let example, please. Like I said, <laughs> I am literally but like the line that would take you to Nima to Tashinungua, another line that would take you from I don't know, line two would take you from Tashinungua to Achimata again. Uh, so those kind of things. But I know that Trotra do have this, but then how can no, no, listen you, listen, how but the only way to, to formalize the Trotra is to get rid of the trotter. That is the only formalization you're going to have. <laughs> you move on to actually establishing really? the Ayololo like you said you needed, right? Mm-hmm. You um, build yeah. the roads internally because the only reason why the, oh yeah, the buses like the Ayololo only work on the big highways is because they're the only roads that we have, mm-hmm. right? But if you build people's actual roads, you'll find that these buses can go into the neighborhoods as they're supposed to right people aren't so far away from a main road like ever let's be honest um 
it, it, it speaks mm. it speaks of a perpetually deficient system that we rely on private like a random citizen buying a dead van and fitting it like the, the whole the whole thing that makes a trotra talks than a government is and I, when i say a government i don't mean this particular government i mean governance in the country in general you understand yeah so Established by who? By government? No, or private, private private citizens. Rewind. Okay, hold hold on. A trotro, so a trotro is like I'm I... I'm bored right now, and there's a guy who collects freaking refuse at the end of my um road, right? And he has a nice little Mercedes Sprinter, and maybe I say to him, "Oh, bros, do you need that anymore? I'll take it off you." And I send it to Ghana. They switch it from left to right, and then they literally weld some chairs that they've got from. God knows. Some, in fact, some of them aren't even fully formed chairs. They make these chairs themselves. The ingenuity is amazing, but it's dumb. There are no guidelines or standards for safety, right? I have sat in a trotro and seen the road beneath me. That's ridiculous. Wait. Okay, question for the both of you then. What does the DVSA say about this? DVLA. Or the equivalent of the DVLA. Yeah, sorry, that was the UK. As long as they get paid, they're fine. Exactly. What about health and safety? No, they, as, long they, as, they, as long as they get paid, they're fine too. <laughs> Stand it. As long as they get paid, <laughs> they are fine. Listen, they'll put, the, they'll put the guidelines there, but the buses are on the road, right? The, the trotters are on the road. That tells but, me no one cares. So wait, you're telling me that anyone see, wake up can get this structure, no matter what the condition, and say, okay, let's yeah. go. Let's make yeah. some money. Yeah. Let me tell you something. This Half of them, dangerous. remember, most of them don't even have licenses, mm-hmm. by the way. Pardon? So, no, most of them don't. That's They're one of the reasons why there are so many car crashes um, on our yep. roads. But, put it this way, Ghana have some of the best laws ever written mm. in the world. We have some of the best laws, because, let's let's be fair, we are great thinkers, mm. right? <laughs> we, do not how to, we do not know how to implement a damn thing. Yeah. You understand? We are philosophers. Yeah, we're intellectuals. Yeah, we're intellectuals. We don't know how to implement. You understand? Those, none of those, half of the cars that are on the road should mm. never be there. They should mm. not be there. And it's funny because a lot of the time, have you not seen the cars on the road? Not seen it, but I thought that the DVLA would use the police to stop it. <laughs> the police. The, did we not have, when did we, the last podcast, did we not just talk about the police? <laughs> <laughs> No, please. Everything's for sale. This is what you don't understand. People's lives. Be for sale. People's lives. I might be sorry. I might be not very. Extremely. Somebody. No, that's why. You know what I'm saying? That's because I think maybe it's never happened in Ghana, but in America happens. In the UK happens. The day that somebody decides to see the government, even though it might be a good <laughs> reputational-wise, it's extremely... Reputation? It wouldn't happen. We uh, are. No, even if they did, you said, you said reputation. reputation. Do you think they care about yeah. their reputation? Think about it. Do you think, that, do, you think they, do you think they have shame? You should have shame because you want votes. You want people to vote. You want it's Dude, not. Bro, on. You want votes. What do you need a bag of rice? You, what are you talking about? No, no. They, no, they no. would no. You the, know the current situation. You know what's funny is the current situation is people are more scared. Politicians are more scared of banning trotras mm. for the loss of vote than they yep. are yep. for banning trotras for the loss of life. 
right? This is 100%. The, the hilarity 100%. of the whole situation. If it's me That's... now, I'm I'm voting for the guy who wants to ban Trotros because I'm sick and tired of people dying, 300 people every month or whatever the situation is on, on our roads. It's probably thousands, let's be honest, right? But other people That's are scared. Crackers have taken more lives than COVID exactly. Ever was exactly. I mean, I mean, I think Definitely. in January wasn't there a car crash in 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 Cape Coast that killed like forty five in one go? We've got seventy COVID after three months. It was two days. It was two. It was two days in a row. Yeah, exactly. Right, but no one's talking about talking like talking about putting road safety on their their um election agenda. It's not going to happen because you're talking about taking no. money out of the po- pockets of private people Pocket of the local man yeah, yeah it's mad no but you can still be i mean correct but, me if i'm wrong you can still make a profit however you need to be regulated that's why we have no they're not going to do that because you can make more profit no, with no. not being regulated no it's easier because yeah. why would i don't have to maintain my car every year mm-hmm. you know that costs money you know I do you know, not know the fuel costs MOT, you have road taxes you who have likes taxes? to pay taxes don't buy useful for this for citizens all over. It doesn't matter. Listen, when anyway, back to reality. <laughs> so... You know what? When 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 people also it... realize that aside from loss of life, they actually are losing money, they might actually start thinking about this. Like, think about the amount of money we've actually yeah. put towards Ayalolo. Think about the amount of money we're going to put towards the yeah. SkyTrain. Right? These things will not work. They are not commercially viable so long as we have trotros on the road. That's just the fact. Trotros will break. Yeah. Um, road safety laws, they will take you guys when they're not supposed to, they will go down roads that they're not supposed to, they'll do all the things that they're not supposed to and get you there a little bit quicker and a little bit cheaper than a regulated system of Ayololo or Skytrain yeah. then that thing crumbles to the ground as usual yeah it's, 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 it, it, it basically goes back to what a lot of people have said um a lot of politicians have actually said in private that mm. you think that the problem is we the politician, right? And to, to an extent, for some parties, they are the problem, mm. right? <laughs> but ultimately, it's the citizenry because if you want to do the right thing in Ghana, everybody will fight yep. you. Everybody, Ghanaians want change, but they don't want to change themselves. Yep. They don't. So what would you suggest for them to do for this lap? You don't want to hear what <laughs> I have to say. No, if you need to shake a table, no. No, because, no, no, no. no. <laughs> because I'd like to no, no, be solid. No. It's, 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 we talk about, for example, um, sanitation, whatnot. Why is it that at this point, we still haven't banned yeah. plastics? Somebody's making, somebody's making money from plastics, right? Somebody's making, somebody's making money from plastics. And you know what? The very same people that drink sachet water will be the first people to fight mm-hmm. you to say no. Because mm-hmm. it's cheap. You can find alternatives. Sure. You could find alternatives. Bring the alternative first. But we'll the, think about it. countries are alternative. They've got cartons, they've got... Remember, we spoke about it. We've got the carton, oh, yeah. we've got the carton here. Got, exactly. But <laughs> the amount of taxes that they'll, they'll throw on you for that. Why? Because some people have vested interests. Well, you know what? It's a small thing. I, you know what? To me, it's that... Call me now, you call me an idealist, another Ghanaian intellectual. I guess I am. But it's about the people that are coming after us. It's about reducing uh, traffic. So if this structure keeps on adding traffic, I don't sit in traffic. I have police. I don't sit in traffic. I don't go through what you go through. I mean, fair enough. I've not I have really... an escort. Mm. 
it's good that you have an escort. No, this is what a politician would do. No, they no, don't no. feel it. And that's why I say it's good, but what about people keeping what about you them? in authority? You need to be perfect. The people them. need to force them to do that's so. It. The revolution is needed. The people no need violence. to force them to do the so. Do you understand? They're not just going to do it for the sake of doing it. Like, why? Okay, so as we're talking about this, which is good, I wanted to go for some little news review mm. with you because, of course, we all know today's been the day. MPP primaries. So for everyone that doesn't know, I mean, today's been such a long day. I've spoken to some of my friends, even a few of the journalists, me and all, and they said apparently there's been so much commotion. And I thought in my life, I mean, probably I come from another generation, but then I am shocked that in our Ghana, people started fighting at, I mean, for election. I mean, these are just primaries. They're not even, it's not even the actual election. So I was a bit shocked. And, um, and then, of course, we know that today, of course, they've held their parliamentary primaries according to different constituencies, mm. right? So I just wanted to know, in ter- and then so many allegations of bribery apparently have come out and people say that they're buying or sending votes and some, some of these candidates said that no, I'm not buying or sending votes and just giving best alternative and options, which is mm. quite interesting. <laughs> yes, you, can refer, you need to try and defend yourself. So I just want to know from you, I mean, does this give a bad rep to the MPP? Or, and also, does it give a bad rep to the president and the lack of of cohesion from the party? And especially, why the violence? There's no need for violence. <coughs> and, what can, and what can it be done to kind of curtail this system of primary? In a way, I mean, of course, I'm not, I'm sure that the same up. Um, I'd like Charlene to yeah, I was gonna do, no, do you like know what? Um, okay, why the violence? Because that's the only way we understand democracy. Um, that's just we don't you have to understand that what's not what's up for grabs is not democracy, it's democracy is just an experiment that we're just doing so that English, you know, white people, the world, right? What we're actually fighting over is power, and to be honest. In fact, wherever you are in the world, no one's actually fighting for democracy. They're fighting for power, right? Um, yep. So why the violence? Because when you cannot rely on your ability to persuade, which is something that isn't taught to Ghanaians from school, um, when you can't rely on your performance because people haven't done anything when they've got there, you have to use intimidation. That those are literally just the only three things you ever have: persuasion, performance, intimidation, and so that's what you see. Um, the stakes are high because the MPP um, are in government. The ability for them, based on the pattern of voting in Ghana, to maintain their position for this election is very high. Um, so, therefore, I need to become the MP or the candidate for being an MP because the chances of me getting it this time is higher than it ever would be if we were in opposition, right? Um, And so if that's the case and I can't persuade and I have no performance to back up what I'm saying, um, then I have to intimidate and that's where you get the violence. Um, The MPP don't want to let go of their macho men. It is. um, I, I can't really advocate 
for them to let go of their macho men because they have a generation of young guys who don't have anything else doing in their lives. So, like, and I, I don't mean that to, sh- to throw shade. I really do, do mean that quite concerned. Um, they they don't they don't have anything else doing in their lives. So they they need these macho boys to pump themselves full of um, muscle and get their testosterone running for no reason. Um, and then, does it make them look bad? No, it doesn't make them look bad. The NDC is doing exactly the same thing. And as far as Ghanaians are concerned, they have two options anyway, the devil and the deep blue sea. So you don't really worry about the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't worry because it doesn't really matter. The other guy is exactly the same. It's identical twins as them. Yeah. So, um, so in terms of the reputation, no, they're not worried. They're not worried. Um, And I, I don't think I, if I was a sympathizer of the MPP, I wouldn't be worried about a few skirmishes up and down the country. Um, I wouldn't be worried that Adrasafa for Domi Kwabanya said that Mike Okwe Jr., the son of the Speaker of Parliament, threatened her life. Um, and that Okofada had to call them both in for a meeting to say, calm down or I throw you both out of government. Can you imagine? Like these are fully grown people. But the fact is that they can go through these motions and they have no shame than to come out and tell us that this kind of meeting took place. Um, because it means it, it, there, there is no consequence on their reputation for even telling us that someone else is aware and disliking of the violence. It's mad. Um, what can I say about the what, about the primaries? Uh, I don't care about primaries. I want to see what the manifesto has to say because the, half of these MPs don't turn up <laughs> to the parliament anyway. Like if you ask a decro, they'll show you that. Um, absentee stats these guys don't turn up they don't do their job they just take their pension at the end of the four years it doesn't matter um that's the thing one thing i am happy uh, about though is ahumka Lindsay, who told us that we should stop whining he went for kumawu um, constituency him. and he lost he came fourth um and that made me feel very happy um and another how dare him dare yeah dare well us. exactly he He's... i hope he doesn't whine i hope he just keeps stum and goes back to the background of the situation um and then Dakwa newman is the candidate for the akai Kwe south constituency she beat the incumbent she's a female obviously she's 24 i believe she is um and i think that is a very good sign um obviously i'm not going to pretend mm. we know that people are paid but if people are going to get paid, I'd rather they get paid to vote for a young girl than they get paid for a guy who's done nothing for a long time. That's my opinion. Okay. Mm. I, I mean, I was a bit shocked when you say people get paid. <clears throat> ah, said, but people get paid. What? Yeah, I mean, in, in most countries, let's be honest, let's not be here yeah. fronting. No, that's many kind of, I mean, let's that's remember... What I was George yeah. Bush. Envelopes and, have to be passed uh, around. Like that's just the fact. <laughs> you don't you don't win an election without money. It's yeah. really that simple. That's true. How and where the money goes differs in in depending on the country that's you're it. in. But you will not win if you are a pauper. If you don't have money, if you don't have money to do it, and that's how they call us. Mm. That's what they call us. We who mm. don't have money. They call us paupers. So we cannot win elections. Do you understand? Charlene, <laughs> so therefore... We are intellectuals. So, I mean, you are quite <laughs> I'm an intellectual with social capital. But my, our guy here, please, is the last one 
No worry. He'll be the one. He's he knows he's sponsoring the campaign, so it's all good. Then if I'm sponsoring, then they've been wasting my money because I'm not seeing what I paid for. By now we should be first world. Right? We're not there, so they've all been making. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's it's, you know, every every, that's that's what mm. democracy is. Mm. Winner takes all. Mm. Winner takes all, and you need to yeah. pump in money. Yeah, Hillary versus her yeah. versus Trump. How much money went into that? Mad. Billions. Ob- Obama Mad. billions. Even over here, just because we don't talk about it that much, yeah. we don't see it. And that's that's the UK legacy in that respect. Everything we just don't see. We don't see, right? But you think those oligarchs that want to play tennis with Boris, do you know how much that's they it. paid? Yeah. It's there. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you think that money, where do you think that money goes to? It's campaign. So please, these contracts during COVID times, right? Where Dyson was mm-hmm. given a contract um, for ventilators, even though he's never made a ventilator yeah. in his life. <laughs> and they still yeah. haven't been delivered. You've got to pay your mates. Do you know what I mean? So this this is this is politics all yeah. over. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. So and that's not why it's, you know, that when you MPP have to do the status quo, at least it goes normal. to a, a it, at least we're changing the demographic as we're doing it. No, and I love that, that you said that there's more we I mean, I'm not saying that people should vote for a woman just because mm. she's a woman, but if you're talented and it happens as well that you are a woman, I think he'll he can also add. And I'm and I'm happy that people see younger the demographic is seems to be shifting towards a more younger generation diverse generation so let's hope that this is going to be a trend that we'll continue to see it should be women have done much more for ghana than any man has apart from groomer the backbone of our society are the women in ghana it's true you know i don't seem to understand it i don't know it's it's probably an insecurity there they don't want to be shown up essentially um i think it's it's i agree with charlene in that sense that it's it's a good sign to see that you know the demographics are changing you know despite Mm. how Mm. they got there um because we can't to be honest right now the situation we're in we cannot be discussing the house because (laughs) the results are more important at this time you know because it's 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 a diff- it's a difficult situation that we find ourselves in. Like you say, we've got a load of absentee MPs mm. that do nothing. You've also got MPs essentially that will never go against what their party have said mm-hmm. or do ever. So what's mm-hmm. the point of you being there? Exactly. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So if a younger MP, whether female or male, mm-hmm. managed to find their way in because their father was so and so and pushed them in, etc. And they go and do a good job, wow. fine. Yeah, fine. Because like she said, I'd rather that than someone that's been there twenty odd years and done jack. Yeah, <laughs> and know? also, you know, the people population in- will feel much more comfortable calling her out on crap, right? Because she, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we don't need to do the old oh, uncle and auntie to happen nonsense with her. At the end of the day, era, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, that that'll be, that'll be good. But I think the bigger issue that we face in the country, and I think we touched on it a little while ago, is how we conduct politics and our understanding of it. Mm. The understanding of how we do politics is just crazy. It's, it is a winner-takes-all situation in many, many places. Mm. 
right? But it's so foul and vulgar yep. in Ghana and probably in many other places in Africa. Um, our understanding of this form of democracy that we've decided to adopt or it was forced upon us from the former colonialists slash now neo-colonialists, mm. we, we don't understand how they do their thing. So we've kind of mixed and mashed and then put culture in it and put our own beliefs in it. And we've just messed it up completely. And it doesn't work for the society that we're in, in its current form. It doesn't work Mm. in its current form whatsoever. Like our constitution hasn't been revised properly since, Mm. is it 1992? Yeah. I believe. Hasn't been revised since 1992. But the world has moved on. Mm -hmm. Ghana has moved on, right? yet the constitution still looks the same. Mm. And we're not looking at it for any reason yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah. That, and that's something, again, that needs to, needs to be discussed because there needs to be reforms of some sort. There has People to be. Ready yeah, because we know that we have but, got the finished product. We know we don't have a perfect system. So No, but you think that, for example, I was reading this uh, article from um, very recently, actually today, and... Uh, the, for President, His Excellency Nana Akufuado. Right. If you're listening, hi. All right. Hello. <laughs> you're not, not going to get a contract. Haters going to hate. Anyway, so His Excellency actually said that uh, this this primary showcased the best of the best of um, the MPP, and he also shows that the MPP are the only uh, party who will be able to transform the economy. So I am super partisan. I mean, I always say that when it comes to that. However, who knows? Maybe it's right. Maybe uh, it was really showcased. And that's why maybe changing the constitution might be tricky at the moment for them. That's nice. <laughs> everyone has the, everyone has a lovely wife at home, don't they? <laughs> yeah, we all think we, we all think that we know, you know, our parties are the best. You know, I think sometimes he I, sometimes I feel like he doesn't understand the country that he's in and yeah. governing. Um, he's not in France. As an international you understand? This is Ghana. Things are really done differently. <laughs> and to say that MVP are showcasing um, the very best, then you've basically just said that we're in a really bad place because we just discussed, we discussed bribery and corruption and violence at a primary election yeah. and you're telling us we are the best mm. so we're the best of the worst of a bad bunch essentially yes then we're pretty bad you know what they're saying? and we the are devil, going nowhere fast like the devil, you know, bad, uh, no the angel you know is better than the devil you don't know which angel where's the angel it's, it's the devil that you know better than the angel you don't know but yeah. I, know, uh, I know all of them and none of them are angels yeah None of them are angels, man. Like, it's, it's, wow. Wow. We're talking about even our independence is how many years now? 63? Yeah, something like that. 63 years of independence. 63 years old. Some of our parents or uncles are this age. They've grown. They've developed. Mm. They are wiser than they once oh, were. They, they were. They're wiser than they once were. A whole country, Ghana. You cannot say you are wiser than your first president. So what what would you two suggest, for example? Okay, you talk about changing the constitution. What would you change? Because 
and please let us vote. Media. That's from one that I would say now. Let us vote. Well, let us vote. The diaspora vote. How many? Let us vote because you know they they won't do it. They won't we, do we it. Let get, us we vote. We will get there. There's a reason why we will get there. I'm not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about it. Just right about now, we will get there. Why? So, as, <laughs> so <laughs> you just asked the question. No, you just asked we, the, we, what would be changed. Let us vote. However, so Charlie, yeah. one of our favorite people in Ayawaso West Assembly, the Ayawaso West Assembly, yeah, has talked Don Dumelo. From dredging gutters. Mm. So, I don't know if people know the story. So, Jandamela set promise that amongst his electoral promises has been that he was going to go to Ayawaso, Ayawaso West, and then he's going to remove, he's going to yeah, dredge gutters, making sure that he really uh, re, he's going to clean up the area. Yeah. Right. So, apparently, however. The West Assembly have stopped him and he says that, yeah, they don't want him to apparently dredge all the gutters in the constituency. Yeah. So, some people, so we're going to have a Twitter as well. So, some people said, classic, they want to, just because it's NDC, they want to oppose him. That's true. And other people, and other people said that, oh, however, it's just performative, it's just showcasing cheap political PR by going dead. So, I want to know. Yeah, just like to know from you, where would you stand? What would you say? I mean, do you agree? Is cheap, is cheap politics or is it a cheap PR or is really caring and you really want to showcase that it's a different type of every uh, single way that you can read that situation is exactly the true way to read that situation. Every single way. <laughs> there, no, honestly, there's, there's no other way to read it, right? Um, if you sit on the MPP side, you'll say, yeah, he's just doing polytricking and he didn't really care. And um, yeah, he just wants to win votes. That's true. He does want to win votes. Um, then, you know, the, the NDC and you'll say, oh, they just want to stop us because they're scared that we might win votes. Well, yeah, that's true. They Because they're scared, you're going to win votes. Um, for somebody who doesn't give a toss, either way, um, do I think he should be left to dredge the gutters yes reason being it's not like the authorities were doing it anyway right if i was to if i was to go to ghana right now get on my hands and knees and start dredging that gutter ain't nobody stopping me they won't stop me they're only stopping him because he's john dumelo right and <laughs> that is ridiculous like he is the fact that he wants to be an mp doesn't make him any lesser citizen in the situation and the fact that they've us they've left us with a system where we always have to do things for ourselves right doesn't change just because he wants to be an mp this is like the dvla choosing not to give him um a license for his mercedes sprinter because he wants to go into trotter but he also wants to run for an mp you can't change the rules just because it's john dumelo you understand so yes I, I think he should have been left to dredge the gutters. Yes, it is a PR stunt. Um, but at the same time, what we have to ask him is, where did he intend to put the stuff that he dredged? What was the system that he was going to put in place? Uh, mm. Does he mean to make people believe that it's the role of MPs to be dredging gutters? Because it's not. And what he actually should have done, like 
to be sensible as an MP candidate is he should have written an open letter to the assembly asking for them to have done so. That role, the role of an MP in that situation would have been to put pressure on those whose responsibility it is. It was not his role to be dredging. But as a citizen of Ghana, we all know we have to dredge our own damn gutters. I'll let him go and do. So, um, yeah, the whole the whole thing is a whole mess, but it just goes to show that everyone wants to shirk their responsibilities. And when you, you shirk your responsibilities, people will take advantage. And that's exactly what John DeMello did. If he wins extra votes because of this, you know me, I want to see the guy as an MP, so I don't mind. So... I kind of I, I tend to agree with Charlene to an extent. However, mm-hmm. um, the politics is correct. MPP will stop you because you're John DeMello. Mm-hmm. NDC will tell you you're stopping him because he's NDC. Yeah. Simple. Um, he's an aspiring MP, right? He is a citizen, but he's an aspiring MP. He knows he knows the tricks of mm-hmm. the trade. He's been mm-hmm. around. He should have done what Charlene has said. Ultimately, one of the one of the reasons that has been cited for him being stopped is he didn't apply for mm. a permit to do so. Now, as an aspiring lawmaker, fudging the law before you've even made yep. it doesn't <laughs> bode well. So essentially, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you may mean well. And similar to me, I personally don't care whether he wins or doesn't win, um, in essence. But for you to then come out and say, forget protocol, I care about lives, is a yeah. bit weird because you are wanting to be a lawmaker yeah. and you are telling people to forget mm-hmm. protocol. It's about what's mm-hmm. right. Now, we get it. We know what Ghana's like. You have to get up and do things yourself. But for somebody that wants to lead people, set the example, follow the law, just apply for your permit. It's but really that simple. Then you've covered you've covered your bases. You've covered your bases. Is there an actual permit to be applied for, or have they now discovered there is a permit? There's there are permits. There are permits for these things. There are permits for these things. You can't just get up, for example, and decide that you want to do your road. You do need to apply for a permit for that to be done. Yeah, you still pay for it and whatnot, but you have to apply for the permit. I see. I didn't know. And it's it's not it's not difficult. If they then start stopping you, they don't apply those things all the time, right? Imagine, I can imagine. Um, I can't. I can't say if they do what they don't. But at the same, mm. but at the same time, if you're if you're trying to be an MP, right? Whether they apply it all the time or not, you very well know they are going to mm. come after you. Don't give them That's an true. excuse to stop you and then play victim that they're stopping you because you are NDC. Yes, they are stopping you because you're NDC, but they have a reason to. You broke the law. Mm. Apply for your permit and everyone's fine. That is yeah, true. Yeah, if you want to go and dredge all then then you're cool. It's yeah, not feel it's, all it's not that difficult because at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's if you want to dread it, dredge it. No one's no one's really gonna stop you, you know, at the end of the day. They're not. This is politics and it's a, it's a come on, it's an election year. To be honest. It's an election year, and that's a hotly contested seat this year because of who he is. Be smarter be smarter and for me like i said i personally do not care but that's a bit of a common mate like you're supposed to be of the new generation think better than this because if this is how you're gonna come now there's a lot of developing and growth to be done 
because mate, this this it's backwards. Just reply for your permit. Right. Because I'm sure I'm very sure John DeMello has a lot. He, there's a lot. He wants to go a lot further than MP. I'm sure that he has other aspirations, right? You can say so. That. You have to. Sorry. You can say the thing. He'd like to be president. No, no, but, there are, no, no. Some people, some people don't want to be president. No, but but clearly, some, but some people. Likes, you can tell. Well, clearly, pro- it, it, so- it sounds like he, you know, he wants to go mm. down that route, oh. right? It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't help if you are continuously involved in certain things when you know better. Yeah. You you clearly know better. He's not. He's an intelligent guy. Yeah. He knows better. You're, you're spot on you with know, that. Shouldn't... It, it, it is annoying that he says he wants to be an MP. You know, he's doing almost everything correct, but there are little things that are just very unbecoming of the role. Um, and it's almost like, well, this is this is the politics, this is the campaign, so therefore it's like, no, if I mean if like you said, if you're the new generation, just do things right from the beginning, you know. It, oh, I'm I'm not vote buying. Sure. I'm investing in people. Are, are you serious? Like, you vote buying. You vote buying. Um, Call it vote. It's it's, yeah. it's like it's a people. We see people are not idiots. Mm. Of course, that's we, everyone follows the same mantra cheap when it comes to these things. It's so, cheap. We all know. So Don't easy. try to you know make it look like you're not doing a thing when it really is. It is what it is. Just a spade's a spade. Why? Because your opposition is doing the same thing. No one's going to begrudge you for it. Yeah. You're not special. Like everyone's doing the same thing, yeah. right? And people will vote yeah. vote for you based on you know who you are as a person and whether they believe in you or not. Simple. And the things that you have done or you say you're gonna do, it's really that simple, mm-hmm. you know. But don't pretend. And that's what probably a lot of um, people that didn't grow up in politics mm. tend to do because you want to look like you're so different. Mm-hmm. By by doing that, you come off very similar to them. Because mm. it's not really you in that sense. Yeah. Like, I have, um, I'm gonna say, I, I wouldn't say that I, whoever wins that seat, <laughs> it, for me, it doesn't make a difference to the area and it doesn't make a difference to Ghana, regardless, in my opinion, yeah. right? Because MPs in Ghana and a lot of places are useless. It's a means to an end. And as Uncle Kennedy may say, it's more of, a hassle than anything because you'll be using your money to be paying school fees but that's your own headache not mine but if you want to be an mp right show me something different show us something different like what are you really what are you really going to do if you have that see are you are you going to go against the grain right now you've got an opposition government in party Mm -hmm. right now are you able to see what good that government mm. has done equally as the bad that they've done? Mm. Are you able to also see what your your current party did wrong and call that out? Are you if you're unable to do any of these things, you are no different to anybody else. Yeah. And you being in power, you being in that seat, or Lydia being in that seat, or Bob the Builder being in that seat won't make a damn difference because all of you are following the same thing. If you're a new generation, be a new generation with purpose, not just because you want to use your popularity to get a seat. Thank you. That's true. I agree. I agree. So, Mr. John, Mr. Dumelo, if you're listening, which we are looking forward to have you on the on the podcast. Uh, so you've had here you've had it here first. So we are looking forward to speak with you. 
Yeah, be the real new generation politician that Gohan is looking for. And uh, I think that we finally deserve, let's be honest. Um, yes. So another thing that really caught my eyes, and this is something that I have been, uh, I've really been looking into, which has been uh, supporting Ghanaian music. So uh, the Ghanaian Times, and the Ghanaian Times, there was this news from uh, Checha Delirisis, who is a bad-in, rising, upcoming, trailblazing Ghanaian rap musician. Mm. And uh, what he said, he said apparently he has expressed great dissatisfaction at the fact that Ghana seems to have a hype in foreign music. And uh, unfortunately, we don't seem to support our own, especially when it comes to airwaves, radio and all the rest. So I, I have noticed this because I always said I check Forbes, Billboard and all this list. And it's true. Most of this comes from a more Western perspective. Nothing wrong. However, I've noticed that all the time, even on, uh, I was checking something about South Africa, and uh, when they spoke about the most influential African artists, there wasn't even a Ghanaian artist. I was thinking, wait, hang on a minute. I am so, well, so I was a bit surprised because thinking the one that everyone hails, so Kodier, whoever, whoever it's called, and uh, uh, yeah, sorry, let me put respect on his name, so Kodier, and uh, yeah, so Kodier. <laughs> Sarkodie and the Stoneboy, even the very interesting Shatawale, because sometimes it looks a bit Tisewa Bodanka crap. And I'm saying this with no respect, by the way. I think you say it's respectful if you're calling someone your man. Right? I'm going in. I mean, that's what we do, right? You know what they say? No offense. You know offense is coming. You definitely know that offense is coming, but it doesn't matter. So, yeah, but it looks like sometimes Wabodanka crap. But it's okay. That is brand, I guess. So, I don't know, is uh, Church of the Lyricist right to say that we seem to be, we seem to be xenophile? Oh, do you think that there's something we could, do you both think that there's something we could do better in terms of paying payola, paying uh, radio to actually promote more of our Ghanaian music? So, Nigel, I would like to go first with you. Um... I think this is probably a subject for Mika Abraham, actually, because mm. I know that's her thing. Mm. Essentially. Yeah, Maybe she but get her own one I'll say, okay, in turn, I think we should. In ter- from, from an internal perspective, um, make better music and, and invest in your music, essentially. I've, I've never believed, and I think we've always said this, in you trying to persuade people with compassion. <laughs> to to buy Ghana or to invest in Ghana or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's a business that you have a product that you need to sell, package it properly, market it effectively, and people will buy. The problem you have with Ghanaian artists is they don't want to pay the money to package, nor do they want to pay the money to market yep. anywhere apart from yeah. Ghana. That's why most of them are local champions. Right? No, it's true. You're making a face, but it's the truth. They're local champions. Like, why would you be surprised not to see um, any Ghanaian artists on the most influential African artists? Go to go to go to Kenya, go to Tanzania, go to Senegal, go to these places and ask them, oh, who are the African artists that you listen to? Right? 
they'll say their local ones and they'll say um, Nigerian ones and they might say a couple South African ones. Why? They're perfected their craft. They have an oh, actual, sorry. they have a business. Mm. They have an actual business. Mm. Mm. We, make, we make music. No, That's what we do. You go on the one. And I say you go on for a reason, but... Well, I have a passport, do you? I haven't gone in. Oh. <laughs> well, you Why are you taking shots like that? <laughs> okay. I can say that. Okay. So you go on is we're making noise of oh my god, so Kodier was on BT sci-fi, and I was thinking, okay, and and literally I remember at the time that was a big deal though. People literally cast me and say, Oh my god, it's such a hater, it's red and light, by the way. There's nothing special. That's me. And yes, I say what I say. So if you want to come on the next time on the show, so Kodier, we're gonna settle that. However, however, I the fact that it's a prolific art. I would never take from that. He's a prolific artist. However, personally, name is Spirit Uncle. So let's leave it at that. Are you Jesus? <laughs> I've said I've said him true for a reason. I know. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, my thing is that when I said we should get you two in the boxing ring then, because clearly there's something. To it, it, yeah, <laughs> let's get that. I'm happy. Yeah. Charity match. White collar boxing. Yeah. yeah. So when I said that, people literally cast me. So I even said, you know what? I'm not even going on social because literally the entire Ghana Twitter will come for me. But now you are telling me that apparently Ghanaian artists are going to do much. But then it's so why is it that we celebrate mediocrity? I'm not saying he's mediocre, but okay, he was on BT Cypher, right? So at the BT. time he was on BT yeah. Cypher, that actually was a big deal. At the time. The problem is they haven't progressed past that. So, I think it was which radio station? No Signal. Mm. That's it. No Signal Radio recently did um, the Azonto period versus the Shaku Zanku period, which is current, right? And there was a point in time where Ghanaian music literally basically helped shape this Afrobeat scene that we see now. Mm. But rested, but Fuse, of course. Fuse is somebody that doesn't probably get the respect that he should. Mm. Um, for pushing the agenda, um, as well as DJ Branty, actually, mm. as well. Mm-hmm. They started that. Um, but what happened is, what tends to happen with, with Ghanaians a lot is they start very well, but there's no middle, um, there's no middle ground and there's no, there's no end. Where are we going after this? Once we've received the accolades, there's no foresight to keep pushing on mm. for more. Um, they get distracted very quickly. And they don't take the industry as a mm-hmm. business. They really mm-hmm. don't. Um, and I use I use an example that maybe 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 wouldn't be something that you would compare so much. But when Ebony died, right? <clears throat> Ebony Ebony was going to yeah. be a star. Yeah. When Ebony died, she died the night before she was due to fly out for her first international tour to Belgium and then also mm-hmm. America, right? She traveled all the way to Sinyani by road. We just had a discussion about how bad our roads are in regards to traffic incidents. She traveled by road with her mate and a driver. <clears throat> they left Sinyani late, 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 late at night, dark. There's no light on the road. And they had a car accident. She died. If she was being managed properly, 
and taken as the star that she's going to be. First and foremost, one, that trip probably would not have happened. Two, if it had to happen, they would have probably flown. She would have probably stayed the night there and she would have had an entourage of various vehicles in front and behind her. Mm-hmm. Because you protect your asset. It's an investment. But she was allowed to go off and do whatever she did and now she's dead. Yeah. Do you think a young whiz kid, yeah, would have ever been left to just do what he wanted to do? No. That's, I, I use that as a comparison because even in such a minute um, part of artist management and the music industry, it's being taken seriously somewhere else and not in Ghana, till this day. Yeah. Till this day. <clears throat> Ghanaian artists, to the most part, except for a few, um, and Stoneboy is actually quite, he's quite, he's quite well known, to be fair. Everyone else, are lo- to me, they're local champions. <laughs> they... They don't, they don't come across as people mm-hmm. that even see themselves as stars, as see themselves as big artists. They don't, no, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't see them, they don't do the business. And a big problem also is that you don't have other Ghanaians that actually invest in the industry either. Like no, you don't, we don't have record labels, like proper ones, that are investing past them being big in Ghana. I said Ghanaians. Ghanaians are not investing in the industry. That's the problem. That's the problem we have. He was talking about the fact that, yeah, it seems that Ghanaian people, that some Ghanaian artists then take their status as artists, as they should be. Because, for example, Beyonce, I mean, we worked on we worked on a premiere for her, right? I kid you mm-hmm. not. The, a publicist, even from the red carpet, if you take a picture of her, she will come around, she will check your phone, and if she doesn't like it, she will literally delete it, and I'll ask you to delete it in front of them. And I was thinking, fair enough. I know that's Beyonce. I, would, I mean, I will never expect Guardian artists to do that, but it really shows how serious they're taking their, their job. Yeah, no, it, I mean, yeah, and I, and I heard of a lot of what Nigel said, and I agree. Um, it, we don't run our music like a business. <laughs> we don't, and it's, it's, it's a shame because <clears throat> we have fantastic music um, of mm. all genres, um, but we're just not investing in it as we should do, and the artists just, in my opinion, are just not doing it. For example, I don't see how you know, your kiddies or your Kwame Eugenes haven't gone as far as the, you know, as some of other artists in different countries. As the um, mm-hmm. If you want to compare them. But they haven't gone as far. Um, and there are people that do similar music to them. They're literally selling yeah. out shows across the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that says to me, there's bad management there in regards to uh, PR and marketing. The management is embarrassing. Yeah, it's, it's like, I think the the whole point is that the management is terrible. I don't know if you saw um, Wendy Shea on um, <laughs> is that wait, is that is that when he was going for her? He, when he was going for her, oh, yeah. you're you're sleeping with bullet. I know I've got evidence. Confess or I'll expose yeah. you. That that, and I was I was like, where's her management? Because if if I'm her manager, I'm just walking in like, now nah, we're not doing this, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. we're off. Cool. That's mad. And do you know what? Do you know what that? 
I know we're talking about we're talking about music, right? But it, it does bring a pertinent point that that particular journalist, if you want to call them that, would mm. never have done that if that was a man. At all. Mm-hmm. He would never have done that. It was disgusting. Yeah, it was and yeah. the fact that he felt he could do it and that mm-hmm. her management was there, mm-hmm. from what we understand, was there. Mm-hmm. And he was probably laughing, laughing it off. And she yeah. had to sit there and defend herself and yeah. get to the point where she just had to get up and walk off. Yeah. Was disgusting. Yeah. You understand? And it get it shows, you know, a wider problem that we have in society when it comes to our attitudes to women. Right? Mm. Sure. And if we bring it back to the conversation on music, mm. it shows again how unprofessional all sectors, all segments of the music industry is. Mm-hmm. That would never have been allowed to continue in many other mm-hmm. places. Never. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's foul, but yeah, like you said, the management in that particular situation and even in other situations just goes to show that, you know, anyone just gets up and says, I'm a manager. Yeah. You know? The way, explain to me when it comes to, when it comes to this, so there's no proper talent manager that would develop form the talent. I mean, don't they have schools Mm-hmm. no like listen okay. management in ghana is like i know some people who manage some some artists right um whether they're okay. actual musicians or djs or what the situation is and a lot of the time they just are tagalongs you know and like these yeah. some people are considered friends but i when i look at what they do as they do their job i'm like you're a tagalong that's all you are this person could do the same thing without you um, there's nothing. There's no. There's no business acumen that you're bringing to the situation. You're not a master networker or anything like that. You don't fully understand the industry. You're just kind of making up as you go along. Um, and also, you didn't train to become or like this. You didn't set out to become a manager of an artist. You just happen to have a friend who that does happens, music. Yeah, that happens to do music, <laughs> and you're like, I'll be your manager. Yeah. Let me be your manager. Yeah. That's very scary. Wait, all that is is give me ten percent of your revenue for no reason. For no work done, yeah. basically. Well, what's that's, the point? No, but that—that's the thing. That talk—that's again to do with the fact that do you take yourself seriously enough mm. as an artist first? Um, ultimately, that there is there is an investment aspect as well that is major in mm. regards to being able to promote yourself. Um, being able to invest in shows, be investing proper PR people, yep. proper stylists. Do you know what I'm saying? You have, you have to have professionals around you to do the job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everywhere in the world, for example, in, in order for your music to be played on rotation, mate, you've got to have the right... You have to have people on your team that have the right relationships. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't got the right relationships, you have to make sure there are people on your team that have the money to put you in the right rooms, That's essentially. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't... You know, and if I take it back to the question of um, we should we should patronize local music, my friend, music is music. Mm-hmm. We love what we like. It's that simple. If the music is good, we're gonna listen to it, regardless yeah. of where it's from. Music doesn't have a language. If it's good, it will be played. People will love it. People will love you. Simple. But you also understand what it means. It's I mean, of course, you understand what it means. But I think I understand in a way it's frustration, as in, for example. I when I look at the markets, uh, Francophone markets, you look at French market, Italian market, for example, they are 
uh, a strong ranking hit list of of specifically Italian pop, rock, and folk music, and then of course of all the international world, world music. I wouldn't quite the right word, but yeah, international music. Same thing with La Francophonie. So La Francophonie, they do have all your Fali Pupa, Ayana mm. Kamura, blah blah blah, all the rest. But uh, now, thankfully, they, they really like, of course, uh, Nigerian, movie, Nigerian music and also they like uh, some Ghanaian music. I mean, I was surprised that most of the Ghanaian music they know is through Mewe and all the features that Mewe has done. Uh, Mewe, the half Ivorian of Ghanaian artist, mm. has done. And I was legendary. Thinking, wow. Legendary. Yeah, legendary, of course. Mm. I give Mewe. And uh, so in my mind, I'm thinking, do we have something similar? Do we have colonial music and then international music? And then, however, I understand this point. I mean, unless you're Ghanaian, you wouldn't really hear about Becca. I mean, that's a very bad example. Yeah, but does anybody want to hear about Becca? <laughs> Mate, listen. Right. Not throwing Okay, I, I, no, just... The person, on anyway. the, the person on the conference call has left the call. You know what I said about some people taking their, they should take their craft seriously, right? Some people, make, some people probably think they are Beyonce, so they behave ah, in a certain way. And this says she's the Beyonce of a crappy, so. That, that could be true. That could be true. That could be true. That could be true. But, but no, ultimately, I just think, I think it, it, it's a wider issue in our arts, right mm. because it, it's the same conversation you can have about Ghanaian yeah. movies we don't have we have what two on netflix or something like that yeah two. i think yeah uh i've forgotten the names the of them. side chick gang away the no because no, that's not on, that's no. not on netflix uk you know no. really yeah i searched oh, trust me when they all started announcing oh my things on netflix i was like yeah. oh sweet it's not not if there's netflix africa and then imagine oh, you, imagine you even need to buy a vpn to see oh, can so you imagine that, Imagine. So we have two. I've forgotten what it is. There's one with um, Jocelyn Dumas. Oh, potato, potato. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that. It's all and Nigerian, though, apparently. They said that is all uh, Nigerian of Ghana. Please, we don't even have any, so let's just collect it. It's Ghana, yeah. it's, it's, it's Ghana, the writer and the director. Isn't it Shirley Frimpon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Ghana. It's a Ghana production. Um, and then the one, what's, Sorry, what's the Ghanaian. guy's name? Blitz something or right? Blitz the ambassador. Yeah. That's why that's a friend yeah. of mine has been acting on that. The, the barrel of Kojak. Yeah, that's it. There's two. And he won yeah. a spirit award. So there, there are two. And it's it's again, it's it's a wider Quite arts and culture awesome. problem that we have. Yeah. One one from the side of funding, right? Mm-hmm. Now even the side of funding, is are there business models in place to get investors, to attract investors into investing are there business models in place because it's very easy to say that we don't have money and then everyone will go and cry to government government need to do more government need to do more please it's not gov- it's not government that are funding hollywood first and foremost mm. right cool. they are you have scripts you have ideas and business models that help attract investors into these things yes there's a site there's a thing in the Ghanaian psyche where they don't particularly like to invest in other Ghanaians, mm. right? But the world is not Ghanaian, thank God. There's, there's so many. There's so many other people in this world that we can we can liaise with and work with to make things happen. Mm. 
Mm. Is that part of it being done? Because again, it's business. You can't have the person that's writing the script, right? And um, the producer, the director and all these people who whose sole expertise is in the art of mm. the work. Mm. To then be the same person trying to do the business mm. and they have no experience of it. You, you'll never get the funding. Do you understand? Yeah. And then you've got the other element of it, which is the simple fact that, mate, your scripts aren't that good. The quality, yeah. the quality yeah. just isn't there. Yeah. The stories are not that good. The acting just isn't that good. Most of these actors that call themselves actors are just people that like to talk. They're not that good. And that's, that's across Africa, to be honest. Mm. We don't have that many great actors or actresses. Like, because, yeah. I started watching Bollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bollywood. <laughs> You're, I welcome, absolutely, you're welcome. I absolutely love Bollywood. Mate, I'm on the cage. I was, I was flabbergasted when I was watching these these productions. Yeah. From the yeah. filming to the to the acting to the editing, man, I'm gonna watch some Bollywood tonight. It was fantastic. <laughs> the perception they get because I remember when myself and uh, one of my cousins kept on saying that you know what this film actually good and I okay. And I remember certain people used to say that, oh, no, no, I don't watch film where people just dancing around. And I was thinking, all right, cool. I don't watch those ones. Fair enough, but just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you say. No, but I don't care that's, what what used, that, that's what it used to be, right? That, that, that's what it yeah, used to be. They, they've developed they've since, developed. since, 19, since the 2002. Have, they've developed. Yeah, because it's a willingness to evolve. It's a willingness to learn, right? And they've seen it as a business. That's it. I think exactly. Kumawood has done well because Kumawood is literally just there for entertainment. I, I, Kumawood is actually the reason why Kumawood can get away with being so poor is because people are waking up and falling asleep on the cha cha to, um, to Kumawood. <laughs> so you're not even following, market, let's be honest, weird. you're not following. Yeah. You're just waking up and falling asleep, and, and, and so you're just picking up whatever you can. So whenever you are awake, it should be funny. That's the whole point of it. I don't need yeah. I don't need to have a consistent storyline. I just need that when I'm awake, that scene is funny. Um, <laughs> but listen, I, I when, once I got my Netflix subscription, I started on Bollywood. I moved from there to Filipino dramas. Yeah, yeah, Korean, yeah. Korean, Korean films. I've got caught well. in Korea. Yeah. It's mad. Yeah. I'm learning Korean yeah. from just watching Korean yeah. dramas. Um, and yes, I, I, I say, <laughs> 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 um. I, you know, I, ha- I had a moment where I was watching um, Arabian, so Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, all that kind of stuff. And it's oh, amazing because, bro, I've, there's, there's some good shows on Netflix. I'll, I'll send some Israeli recommendations. Israel- yeah, Israelis are good as well. But, but this is the thing. And wherever you go, right, they're not trying to get an Oscar. They're not trying to get a Grammy nope. or a something or other. What they're trying to do is tell their stories tell interesting stories, tell stories maybe you haven't thought of before and just make it like relevant. And then they've just learnt the actual technicality of the machinery they need to use to tell that story. That's it. Like it's not Simple. it's nothing special. Yep. Do you get you what I'm saying? You're not patriotic, you're not patronizing as Garnier would say our own industry local industry. So you got Did we come to do charity work? <laughs> <laughs> Like my time is expensive, you know. Like I can't, I can't give too much of my time away just like that. I, I, um, I really loved um, Perfect Picture. Yeah. Yes. So 
I, I don't know. Oh. Did you watch December's one? Did you watch it 10 years later? No. Right. I couldn't find it. So I was in Ghana when they had the premiere. So I decided to go for the premiere to go and watch. I was like, by all means necessary. I even tried to book my ticket from when I was in Ga- from when I was in London going to Ghana. Right. I messaged yes, Shirley from. Hmm? Uh, so, so you got the link ups. That's why. Got the link ups. Okay. <laughs> you know, I messaged. You I messaged. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just like, you know what? Don't worry. Like, just come in and you get your, like you'll get your ticket. You'll be fine, kind of thing, right? I turn up now. The the ten years later sequel was like three and a half hours long. Uh, right. This Lord of the Rings. Like... Sorry, Bollywood film are us long. No, but, honestly... it, no, but you, you can watch them. <laughs> You're engaged. Sorry, I didn't watch it, so I don't know. No, 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 no trust me. Friends. Bollywood films, yeah, they break <laughs> it up with that, like, couple of songs, and you're like, oh, okay. Even if you're falling asleep, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we're on a, on a song now. That's fine. Yeah. This is three and a half hours of drama, right? And... Yeah, <laughs> a friend of mine was meant to watch it that day. She couldn't make it, so she asked me, "Oh, was it good?" I was like, "Oh, you should watch it, innit? Just, just watch it." She's halfway through this thing now. She's texting me like, "But you didn't tell me it was this long. Like, you did not tell me that we're here forever." We need to <laughs> think about like the like everyone. Basically, I'm sure if I looked around, everybody was sleeping and waking up and sleeping and waking up, and that's because we're we're not really understanding the business of. Um, making stuff that go global to make you real money anyway you understand um and that's that's the that's the whole problem it's like we're just kind of doing things and not really crafting and like my sister when we finished she was like it's like she didn't cut out scenes that she knew she could have cut out but she just didn't want to cut them out i agree wholeheartedly question do we have a film a film festival so roma's got we did there was yeah, Black, Star, Black Star Film Festival or something like that. We had we had that. We yes. also had oh, what's the name? I forget what it is. Um, Mr. Rex Danquil used to run one actually. Mm. He used to run one on the continent. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and but it's funny because you know when you look back in history, mm. that's when we took yes. things seriously. Do you understand? Mm. Mm-hmm. If you go back to our old films. The Road to Catamanto. Oh, that is a film. Like, That's a film, bro. You know what I'm saying? Even the music. Let's let's be real. The music we listen to now, yeah, mm. doesn't move us the same way mm-hmm. that High Life does. Like, mm-hmm. Do you understand? It doesn't, and it never will. Mm. These are pe- these are people that were involved in the the arts scene that loved their craft. Yeah, they focused on their craft, and because they made it so great. It just transcended. Yeah, it transcended. Yeah. they all did. I mean, let's be like everybody. Ghana, Ghana was the, Ghana's the heart of that, essentially. But that's the thing. That's the thing with us. We start. Other people come. They collect it, perfect it, sell it to the world. Yeah. And then we're sitting here saying, "But you got it from us. You got it from us. What do you want royalties? Yeah? Is that what you want? You want I think that's what they want, bro. But if, yeah, that's what they, 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 they want. The accolades. They don't want to do work. They don't do work. Yeah. We've moved on." If you're the original, step up. Step up. Yeah. No, but it's like you know what? It's like an older brother. An older brother will still want some. He still wants some. I don't know. One. We still want to be recognised by their parents sometimes, even though he knows that the younger is going to take over in the sense of 
Lou, your time has passed. So you Yeah, but you know, if you're going to use that analogy, it's like if yeah. your parents had a business and gave it to the older brother. The older brother yeah. did nothing with it. The, the business was already going downhill anyway, and the older brother just was just shepherding it downhill. And then the younger brother came in and went, went, okay, let's take us online, let's do delivery service, let's do, 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 do and made the numbers go up. The older brother can't be like, well, I shepherded it. Can you get, when you can you get upset? Nothing. Yeah. Like, how can how can you how can you get upset? <laughs> you have to be like Jesus with the parables. I see <laughs> prodigal son. Amen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the truth? Sure, it's I the know. truth. Don't complain. Mm. Yeah, well, you get upset because you thought that this was your birthright. You no, no, out. there's no such thing as a birthright. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying no, no, no. this is no. more because only Jesus if... was here for to do a certain task, if you... and he knew where he was going. <laughs> anyway, he had a birthright for something. Anyway, you if you look at it, for example, and this I've noticed this because when you when you speak to even my some of my African American, few of my African American mates, and they say, like, "I can't believe that Beyonce." She went, uh, she said that she literally studied about African music and she discovered that Africa is not just fellow cutie, it's the Ghanaians. And I said, well, I thought that was common knowledge that Ghanaian kind of really started Afrobeat without an S, like the original. Because it wasn't really Afrobeat. It was... No, okay, it's not common knowledge. Call it Africa is hard music. Yeah. And then, however, she, and they told me that no, like literally, after Beyonce made that kind of public acknowledgement that yes, African music that inspired my album, people started going into that. But then in my mind I'm thinking then where have we lost it? And that's why I said I understand when sometimes some people say, you know what, we started the oh I remember the, that film. Uh, that film from uh, old time. It's called Diablo. It was a very old film which is still scar I think it kind of scarred me. Mm. However, I keep mm. you know, people that know that but he was mentioned at one of the European film, I think it was Lausanne in Switzerland or somewhere, as one of, he actually won a mention or an accolade as mm. one of the best mm. original foreign film. And I said, Diablo? And I was thinking, well, imagine a Ghanaian horror won mm. in 1990, mm. whatever. But then, well, we lost it. That's well, what I said, probably, that's how people think it's the best It's no, I think as a people, we do rest a lot on our history across nearly every single segment of society. Um, <laughs> like like we always say today, we still have to talk about Kwame Nkrumah. Mm. Ghana's standing in this world isn't because anything that um, Rollins did mm. or anything mm. that Kofor did, really, or anything that Nanado's done, because every single one of them has still had to reference who. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They've yeah. still had to reference yeah. him. Like Our history, who we are, <laughs> is still connected to him because he was he was an icon, right? Mm. We still... It, <laughs> the things that we have now essentially is because of him. Yeah. Tema Motorway has only been upgraded recently, but it was, this, <laughs> it was the same Tema Motorway that he did, 19 Kojo Ho Ho. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're because not we're not reflective enough. I think is 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 the problem as well, right? We don't we're not trying to learn, and and that's like we're not evaluating. Um, uh, how they say it? my dad always likes saying to me like you know it's only when you trip and f a child that trips and falls looks up and then keeps moving. An adult trips and falls looks <laughs> back and then um, keeps moving. Right. So you need to know what you did wrong. I hope I've got that right. Yeah. But you need to know what you've done wrong in order to move forward and and not make that mistake again. Right. 
Yeah. And we do not evaluate anything. So in, in the music industry, if you ask all these guys who want to complain about xenophobia in the in the um, music industry, you ask them their stats as it is and where they want their stats to get to. They don't they can't tell you either one of those numbers. Um, if you, if you, huh? No, no. <laughs> they don't know nothing. No, no, no. Treat, Wait, don't I, trust have, me. Don't they have metrics? Isn't that the equivalent of the of the? Is it the P? The PRS. PRS? They no, the, system, the, system, the system doesn't work. They, don't they ain't got nothing. So These guys don't system. even know I where the freaking um, stats page is on their YouTube channel. So let's stop that. Yeah. They don't know nothing, yeah. right? Wait, That's just wait, wait, wait. I'm very confused. So you're telling me that. Out of a big music industry like we have in Ghana, for this, it's not big. Ones. It's not big. Okay, maybe not big. However, it's still an industry. So no, no, no. No, no but it's not an industry. industry. It's just a it's lot of people doing stuff. It's people They're that hawkers. know how to, exactly. It's people that just sing and people that make music. They're hawkers yeah, of music. Just call them hawkers. That's no, basically what they're doing. They're making change. They are making. Yeah, they're hawking music. That's they're, it. They're making change. There are only a few people. There are only a few <laughs> people that are making real money. Yep. Shatawale makes money. Yep. Uh, Stoneboy makes money. Yeah, cool. Bakodia makes money, I guess. He does. Um, <laughs> is it Batman, Samini, whatever? No, 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 he doesn't. No. Well, I'm talking money. I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking various streams of income from the music yeah, that you are producing. Music, this is what I'm talking about. And I'm not, to- I'm not just talking about local mm. money. Do you understand? Listen, and when you and then when you do and when you do comparisons as well, because you have to compare. Mm. You're in you're in a competitive industry. Mm. You must compare. We we're not. I'm not. I'm not even going to say let's compare with the Nigerian artists. There's no comparison. Yeah, let's go to Tanzania. Yeah, and go to Kenya. Yeah. So Tiso, and Diamond, Diamond, Platinum, Both of those. So that group, So and Diamond Platinum are more successful on a continental and probably an international level than pretty much all of our artists. Yep. Even Wendy Shea. Even Wendy Shea, but we're going to leave Wendy Shea alone because she's from Quo, okay? (laughs) Okay, she's your people's. Exactly. (laughs) These these people put out quality music. Like, there's a a difference in their music. Do you understand? Mm. And how they... How they how, even the videos, yes. even the videos, they invested in the videos, mm-hmm. they've invested in marketing their music beyond their borders, yeah. right? Beyond their borders, they've mm. done shows elsewhere, they've done live performances, they've collaborated mm. with people outside. Yeah. And somebody that is fantastic at doing that on the continent, apart from the majors like your whiz kids and whatnot, mm-hmm. is Yemi Alladay. Mm-hmm. Yemi Alladay, people in Nigeria don't even like her like that. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. everywhere she's else, loved she's on the right. continent. She's a yeah. lot, they love her. Yeah, tell me if you go to Gambia or something or Central African Republic, yeah, <laughs> would they have heard of maybe five Ghanaian artists? Maybe when we we're in Kenya, right? I literally had to go to the, the DJ. I was one of those people. I went to the DJ <laughs> oh, to show it, play a couple of songs because we all like them. Mm. But he didn't know it. When they heard it, they loved it. Mm. But they hadn't heard the music. Yep. So tell me, just like Charlene said, what are your managers doing? What are they doing? What maybe are they doing? Maybe they're just thinking locally. Or maybe they're just thinking regionally. Ghana they're is thinking a, lazily. No, you, can't, you, can't, you can't even think regionally in that respect. Yeah, we're Suffolk. Because if you're thinking regionally, where's the French? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, you're going far now. Come no, where's no? Let's 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 get it real because for as much as we talk about the Nigerian numbers and the Kenyan numbers yeah, and the SA numbers, it's the francophone numbers that are the highest in the world. Yes. You will you will have you will have someone like Metzger Gims, yeah, that has over 300, 400 million views on YouTube. Yep. Standard, normal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Like an a standard francophone artist, right, will pick up easily ten million views yeah. within what a month. Yeah. A Ghanaian artist, yeah. How many of them even have more than two million views? Yeah. And do you know One the other thing highest... is that the frustration about that is right. You see, the francophone artists are able to tap into the francophone world right? So they they will make sure they're in the charts in France, across Francophone Africa, Francophone South uh, South America. They they are going to make sure their music is heard wherever French is spoken, right? As the base. As the base. And once you've got that now, everyone is listening to you. How when we're in Ghana, how frequently did you hear? And this is for the French people. Oh, Jaja, like (laughs) continuously, Uh, right? (laughs) But when I was in when I was in Singapore and I used to go over to Malaysia on a weekly basis and all the rest of it yeah two-face african mate is lovely uh two-face african queen (laughs) was being played on a regular basis by the time i left there pushed it yeah yeah by the time i left there even um like most if i'm hearing afrobeats if if, if i'm hearing nigerian artists is standard you get what i'm saying people were trying Mm. to sell things to me as we're going along the, the the back streets or whatever and they're singing pigeon nigerian pigeon to me yeah right yeah because why once the Nigerians realise that, oh, well, not just not just the fact that there are Nigerians in Malaysia, but also um, I'm hitting numbers in Malaysia and I can't explain it. Okay, let me go there or let me push more stuff in that direction and see what comes of it, right? Yeah. Ghanaian artists, purposeful. yeah, Ghanaian artists will be like, oh, yeah, they're listening to me all over the world and then sit where they are doing and nothing about it. And you even ask them, it. like you said, even ask them, oh, where, where in the world are they listening to it oh singapore german these places oh what are the numbers um i have to speak to my manager you don't know exactly you don't know you don't know and the manager themselves don't even know you guys need to understand that sometimes they see the i'm being a devil's advocate here for a reason being yourself is cool (laughs) anyway we shall go through that that's second strike anyway people have this inflated idea of themselves as a star. Example, Wendy Shea. Lovely Wendy Shea. We love her. Oh, why do you keep going on her today? It's okay, it's okay please, now. Like, please leave her. She's my girl. She's my girl forever. Super Wendy Shea. The Beyonce of Equia She She but is Wendy Shea. We love her. Wendy Shea. <laughs> confidence up to a level. But then, for example, even if you remove, fair enough, she has amazing confidence. But my thing is that maybe some of these artists, they think that, oh, you know what? Let me leave the analytics to my manager. Let me leave the metrics. Let me leave all of the... Which is, it might be good or wrong. That's if you're a serious that's not, No, it's normal. That's, that's, it depends on how serious you are. You should be an all-rounded artist and literally ask all the time, where are we in terms of statics, metrics, streaming, and whatnot. Fine. However, my also, also one of the things that maybe they might not see is that because they, does, they see themselves uh, because of speaking tree, maybe... I'm not really good at doing collaboration. And that's why I said that probably they are limiting themselves, which is bad because, for example, you can do, you know, many artists I know. I mean, in Italy, I know Tiziano Ferro is a famous artist in Italy. He made a collaboration with Kelly Rowland mm. when she had a dance phase. 
he went all over Europe and everyone in Europe and even in uh, Latin America, they know who Tiziano Ferro is. So mm. that's why I said that. I think sometimes when an artist they, limit themselves. They limit themselves because they can't think far. Mm. See, for... As a Ghanaian, oh my god, no, with this shit, you want to no, do no, no. a savage that's, that's okay. You see, you see the theme. Listen, anyway. when the shit no be small girl, please. Like, like, <laughs> like for this, this is why a yummy one one like as mm. a Ghanaian. Mm. Ghana, yeah, it just surprised. Listen, me. Ghana is surrounded by francophone mm. countries, French-speaking African nations, mm. and we are either lucky or unlucky to have Nigeria just around the corner in a sense of they don't really need anybody. Mm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And they've got their own markets. They care about themselves. They're doing their own thing. They don't, they, they don't care. They're mm. doing their own thing, mm-hmm. right? You are a small market in comparison to them. If you're smart, you make yourself the hub for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Don't, it's not Nigeria that you need to be looking at. You've got the rest of the continent. Yeah, You've got the French and um, the French speaking nations next door. You've got. All, why are you not doing um, um, shows in Togo? Why are you not doing shows in Cote d'Ivoire? Why are you not doing shows in Gambia? Why are you not doing shows in, in, in DR Congo? Why are you not doing shows in Kenya? Why are you not collaborating with SA artists who are probably, for me, arguably the best in regards to their house music? Well, yeah, their house music is the best music on the continent. In fact, it's the best music in the world. I love SA House. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I love South Africa. We'll go there. We'll, we'll go there one day. You have to think a lot more because your market is smaller yeah. than everybody else's. Yeah. So you have to be a lot more innovative. But what are you doing? Sitting there doing one corner. Yeah. And in fact, one corner probably did more than um, some of Kitty's tracks. Mm-hmm. More than some of Kwame Eugene's tracks. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you heard it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. And that song weren't saying anything. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they wait after more? Them the radio, the system, help them more. They will help you if you pay. Simple. Yeah, you you've got to, you've got to decide not to use the radios though. Like you you actually have to decide not to use them because they are telling you pay, it's payola. Yeah, you, do. you don't want to do payola, fine. But, and that's but that is everywhere. Essentially, mm-hmm. yeah, that is everywhere until you've built up such a. But this is what I'm saying. You call it an industry. It's not an industry because nothing connects. There's no dots. There's no nothing. Yeah. Even when you talk about performances, yeah. Take um, I take Afro Nation Ghana, mm. right? We had um, Burner Boy first night headline act, phenomenal performance. Mm. Performance, live band, mm. interaction with fans. Mm. Yeah, changed up his music a bit, like. Absolutely phenomenal performance, consistency throughout, mm. right? Backup singers, everything. You wouldn't see that again. Yeah. Because that was strictly for those particular fans. Yeah. Performed. Uh, Wizkid. Performed. Yeah. Performed. Shatawale. <laughs> and I like Shata because he's funny. Yeah. And his music is good. I can't even take that away from him because he knows... Shutter actually, he knows his business. He knows his fans. Yeah, he knows his fans. He knows his fans. But do you know what? That's an opportunity again because Afro Nation itself had people from all over the world. Yeah. yeah. Especially African-Americans. That was a chance for him to... And that's not to say he hasn't performed outside. He probably has. But you show your craft even more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You show your craft even more. The, the, the people that actually performed, the Ghanaian artists that actually performed, 
The only one was Effia. Yeah. I missed it. Actually, Becca did quite well. I can't lie. I Becca missed, did I quite missed well. her too. Because yeah. they them? were on very How early. Because yeah. for me, Lemem's music is like, I think we should be kind of focusing on them and their style and what they're doing. Yeah. They're taking Lemem hold of their craft. Um, Lemem are good. R2Bs you can never get rid of. They they were they they were really good. They yes. were fantastic. They were fantastic. Yeah, my friends, my friends were like, "Oh, Charlene, I didn't know you were like this." Because when like, I was like, "I love that," oh my gosh, <laughs> you know. But, but remember, they're also producers, if I'm not wrong. That's why I say I think they understand the all around industry. Not just that, though. I think there's an there's an authenticity mm-hmm. to their music. Mm-hmm. Same for Lemem. There's an authenticity in their music. Understand, and there are a lot of other people that really don't know who they are and what they are. Yeah, that they're just doing everything and anything that will hit. So once they get one hit, that's it. Yep. They don't even try to get another one. Which is bad. It's mediocre. That's why they all come and go. Yeah. Like Stoneboy. Actually, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot. Stoneboy's Stoneboy's performance was phenomenal as well. And again, Stoneboy is someone that has actually gone continental. Mm. And global, he's he's a fantastic artist. Whether you like him or not, he's doing bits, mm-hmm. and probably is so. the one that is doing. Yeah, he's he's mate. He gets um, invited to all the Jamaican yeah. events for, for African doing um, dance hall to be invited to yeah, Jamaica to do this stuff. Mate, it's big. Yeah, it is. That's that's a big. It's a big deal. Him and Patarankin. Oh, Patarankin is a big boy, but we don't really really think about it. Yeah. When you think of African artists that are doing bits, mm. none of them will you you will never mention a Ghanaian yeah. except for maybe Stoneboy, and you'll do it because you you not only if you know that he's doing bits. Yeah, he's not someone That's that you'll just say. Yeah. To me because when I read, uh, I don't know if you guys have read a spread on uh, uh, Billboard. So we're reading the Billboard Disney Billboard magazine, which was very insulting. It was called. Uh, the new kids of African music, which I was thinking, and they put Tua Savage, Whiskey, David, and I was thinking, that's a, first yeah. of all, they're not new kids. First of all, they're not new kids. I mean, <laughs> they saw that the Royal Albert Hall, so definitely they're not new, but that's sometimes Muzungu, so we're gonna leave that. <laughs> However, I was thinking, so you put all of these people, then you, they did a very small column on uh, Platinum, they did a small column on uh, Nasty uh, of. Uh, you know that John Cena song, I never remember. I'm Shona, Shona Josie. That's it, the John Cena woman as one of the new trailblazing artists. And I was thinking, literally, my mind said, ah, where are the goddess? I mean, is there a mistake? They forgot to print? I mean, no mistake. W- w- what's happening? No, but also, and you know, the networking mistake. is not like like we were saying before. It's there terrible. Is no, because there is no industry, there is no ne- real networking, right? Let's be honest, some of these articles are paid for, some of these articles are just yeah. asked for, right? And we don't even have people yeah. who can ask. That's a fact. Yeah, that's fun. And that's, do you know why that's interesting? Because Shatawale said, right, how the connection came with Beyonce mm. was through some of the people he knew in the States. Mm-hmm. She was for an artist from Ghana to come into a track. Look at that. And it was through Guilty, it was through guilty Beats and a few other people. And they said, oh, you shut her. Mad. Look that's at that. They king the... made on that situation. They could have picked anyone. It wasn't publicist doing that. I mean, I didn't know it was publicist. Like it was, it was links. That that's how it occurred. Yeah, no, Whereas I'm very sure right. when it was, uh, no, not even that. I need to link up with artists from from Africa. Mm. First and foremost, you're going to think, okay, there's Wizkid, there's Burner Boy, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, you probably would say a couple of essay artists and whatnot as well, mm. like easily. Mm. They had to ask about which Ghanaian ones, yeah. essentially. Yeah, no one's standing like, out. No, no one stands out like that. No one has branded themselves like that. Yeah. You know? And like I said, it goes across the whole industry, like the whole arts and culture in the entertainment yeah. industry. Yeah. It's poor. Even how they report that how they report the um how the media report the entertainment industry is just so it's just well it's beef it's so it's beef that, right? They, we don't even talk about the music. The people who report about the music no. don't even understand music. But exactly. I agree with you because for example, I don't understand I think uh, three weeks ago I was talking about this couple between to rap lady one was called Sister Fia, whatever she's called. She's not a rapper, she's a <laughs> she's a, she's a yeah. singer. And then there was another one, but I know the other one raps, I don't remember her name. I don't, I know I don't know her name, but and then I was thinking, fair enough, this is like standard, you know, standard PR, two people beating. But then in my mind I was thinking, you start and then usually the trick is you do that and then afterwards you do the battle and then people your fan will actually choose and then Literally, you drive traffic to who you are and see your art. These people, these two ladies, didn't even do that. They literally was just beeping on Instagram and Twitter yeah. with insults. Because, because what are you driving it to? You to don't have a craft, you don't what craft? You haven't you don't even have a system. You don't have a system in place to drive the people to. Are you driving them to your new album? Yes. <laughs> oh, because there's no album. Are you driving them to your concert? No, because there's no concert. Then you have because you're walking no, music. It doesn't. You need to understand. They they can't think far. <laughs> it's not about. It's please. No, but that's a no, it's, it's it's it's. This is. We need. We need your 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 mickers, yeah. Mm. Your your Linda Lindanate. Uh, you need the people that actually have a passion for the industry for music, and know yeah. the business to really get involved. Not from a let's get involved and uplift so, the current system because there isn't one. Mm. create a system yeah start again and we're all here to support you understand because it can't go on the way that it is now because the funny thing is like you said when people actually hear Ghanaian music they love it yeah, they, do. They, they love it and why yeah. would you not it's good yeah. music yeah. essentially yeah. Love it. like to the point where look we've this is how far our music has fallen in regards to popularity that people had to argue whether Easy was one of their own, or whether he was Nigerian. When clearly he's Nigerian, so what's your problem? Like he's Nigerian. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, he took a Ghanaian sound, but he's Nigerian. Simple. Yeah. Or that because somebody said Odoyewu, or they said Wache in a song, or they said Jolof, Ghana, Ghana Jolof, this, this, like that's your, cl- that's literally your claim to a hit song. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's sad. That's sad. Yeah. That's mad. That's wild. When you've got you've got crazy hits, hits after hits after hits after hits, but you do not know how to market them effectively, make money from them effectively, market yourself, become an actual artist in the game. Collect data. I think you don't know somebody how. should create that to collect data. To do what with? If the artists aren't serious about it, if they're not going to sell it to the artists. This is what I'm just saying. If they're not serious about paying, they're not buying it. They don't care about that stuff. So wouldn't want to know how to improve on yourself? No, No, everything's black and white. Listen, like, we could go in circles about whether they care enough, but the fact... We've established they don't. Yeah, the approach to the music, the approach to the film, the approach to our roads, the approach to our education, the approach to the aviation industry. Like, come on, like... It's mediocre. Yeah. It's It's mediocre. It's the same virus. 
in every Across. sector. That's killing us more than COVID. Prayer warriors, rise up because then we need no, prayers. The, pray- the prayers are done. Yeah. The prayers are done long time ago. Yeah. It's not now that you need to be coming to do prayer. He gave you brain, music. Ah, he gave it's... you brain. It's an insult. So, what do they say? That everything they say, if I'm I am, if I'm I am, God is looking at us like, you people are mad. Yeah. You people are actually mad. You're, you're embarrassing me. But this is what you're embarrassing me. Like, what have you done with everything we've given you? Mm-hmm. We've given mm-hmm. you so much grace. As a country, we've had so much grace. Mm. As a country, the only country in that region, pretty much, that's never had a civil war. Mm. Yeah. Such a peaceful people, essentially. So, so like, we, <laughs> we've got so much in our favor. Yeah. We keep squandering. Yeah, keep squandering. Gone, keep squandering. The West, Stormzy. I mean, it's... Stormzy, J, J, is it J5 or... I hope he's a producer. Yeah. No, I'm talking okay. I'm As in, in the industry, in the entertainment creative. industry. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Ghanaians are doing bits, and I'm so proud to see Ghanaian diaspora really doing bits. Edward Daniel for Virgil Abloh, but we're relax, not going to talk about him. Relax, relax, uh, relax, 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 yeah, we, relax. Don't go, claim, please. Don't let the Virgil. And all of these people. We have a mate, Jun Sarpong, our veteran. She was a trailblazer. She's remember a that. trailblazer, veteran yeah. icon. So yeah. we have all this. I mean, and sometimes it saddens me because people say that, oh, look at, I love Jamaica. But they, when people say, oh, look at Jamaica, they really, they really promote culture all over. They're so dynamic and vibrant, such a small nation. And I'm thinking, we might not be on the level of Jamaica, but Ghanaians have actually. Creatively, I mean, we've done bits. Yeah, but there's there's, there's, there's a part of it as well that has to do with we don't really big each other up like that. Yeah, that's a Ghanaian And even the person that's doing well doesn't really speak too much. You wouldn't really know they were Ghanaian unless they said so or you saw their name. Do you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't know at all. It's just in the trait. And a lot of the time they said it was, um, what was it, Papa Rollins that had something to do with the psyche. Like he, Mm. he messed up the psyche a bit when he did certain things right now you would you, with Ghanaians that are doing well you just you just won't know and so we aren't we can't push the culture as well as um other nations because the vim no day like if if for example Shata decided that he's coming to do a concert in <laughs> Royal Albert Hall my friend Someone will look at that ticket price and say, for, for common shatawale. For common shatawale. <laughs> like, can you imagine? For what? Like, do you know what I'm saying? They would have paid for that. They would have paid for it. And part of it's to do with, yeah, psychologically, we don't back each other like that. And it's also, I remember having this conversation with one of my friends where we were comparing how it is with um, Nigerians and Irish with Ghanaians in a sense of Nigerians will fight with each other to an extent. But if anybody outside tries to say anything about Nigeria, they're coming for you. Yeah? Yeah. Ghanaians, it's a completely different matter. For us, we're Pan-Africanists. If you cuss Africa, we will fight you. If you yeah. cuss a Ghanaian, we will analyse and think it's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. He's stupid. So, like, do you understand? We don't, we don't have that mentality to be backing each other just anyhow. Like, we're very difficult to impress. Very, very oh, hard. Um, even if you take the concerts, for example... It's not that it's not that much of a vibe in comparison to what it would be elsewhere. That's why I couldn't. I don't understand why they brought Cardi B to Ghana to do what? For 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 what? Are you taking her to church? Like, why are you bringing Cardi B to Ghana to do what? It's not the it's not the same vibe. It's not the same vibe. That's not it for us. 
But in general, like I said, I think this takes a wider conversation and you should invite the people that, you know, oh, are, we that are involved in that. I will speak with Mika and a few other people that are, yeah. that are interested. Uh, they're interested that they actually do music. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, invite them. I think I think it would be a good it would be a good conversation. The same as the same as um, I think we should as it's election year. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. I want to see. I want to hear some um, Samira as well. Auntie Samira, um, Samira? Ivan Greenspan, uh, Samira, Samira, and, um, Nkrumah. Oh, Auntie Samia. Auntie Samia, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Auntie. <laughs> sorry, Auntie. I was wondering why Charlene was so quiet. She was like, no, 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 I, I, yeah, I was like, I was wondering who, but then I, I didn't realize that the problem was. Oh, not Samira. Yeah, but oh. remember when we Oh, if you can get her too, why not? Yeah, we'll yeah, get her too, why not? why not? But, you know, because um, obviously it's election year, so it would be good to go into the different sectors oh, yeah, um, and talk about what has been done and what yeah, could be done. Because there's just so much potential in that sense as well, and I guess it would be good uh, good to share ideas on the different sectors and what we reckon should be done in those areas. Mm. And, what do you, uh, you reckon, Charlene? Yeah, no, I I would love to have um to get the guys on and literally just get their opinion because obviously ours is a sometimes outside opinion, um, which is not really helpful to the actual progression of the conversation. So. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully that could happen. Thanks everyone. And uh, we will continue with another episode of the Ghana Paradox Podcast. And in the word of Ursa Jeffer, forward ever. Thanks. Take care. Keep them diabetes, it's musical, brush them cavities